Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Eric Hollerbach. Uh, this is a solo episode called Colt Town Theater, Jabbing Students. Now, as a comedian, my whole base was improv comedy. For five years, I banged it out at the Upright Citizens Brigade from the ages of 17 to 22. Then again, I went to LA and I did the UCB LA from 22 to 24. Uh, then I got involved in Monkey, Monkey Butler from when I was 24 to 27. And then I just started doing stand-up comedy. Um, and it took a lot of, you know, you got to break your ego down in improv comedy. Because if someone's like, oh, hello, Spanish brothel owner. You got to be the best Spanish brothel owner in the world. If that's what your scene partner does. You can't go, oh, no, my idea was we were going to be shooting pigeons. No. Now you're a Spanish brothel owner. You have to be like, eh, let me show you the, the girls. You know, just do the best you can. On stage, you're completely packed. Someone throws that at you, packed. You have to do it as hard as you can. And people say, oh, that's easy. You know, improv is easy. Well, there's a lot of people that have a lot of clout out there that are garbage at character work because they're too insecure. I want to share my screen. This is uh, Milo Yadinopoulos being garbage at character work because he's too insecure. And I'm in a moment. <laughs> you guys ready to have some fucking fun tonight or what? Huh? So that's Milo Yadinopoulos bailing from almost doing a character. Let's play that again because he's this is pure insecurity. I'm Alec Baldwin. <laughs> you guys ready to have some fucking fun tonight or what? Huh? Look how quick Milo Yadinopoulos bailed from doing a character almost because because uh, he's, I don't know, insecure and garbage and doesn't have the training. Um, it's a, it takes a lot to break your ego down to commit to a character. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot of hard work. Um, the backbone of the rebel against the, the pointing a finger at the system in America comedically has the court jester against the empire has been Saturday Night Live from 1975 until years ago, many years ago, 1995 maybe when they stopped, uh, uh, they, they kind of weeded out anybody who was against the system, you know? Sure, they were happy when people were going on there and bashing on uh, Bush, but then when Obama got in, they all went quiet because they were cheerleading, yay, Obama, this handsome man, and they stopped saying shit to him. It's like, no, 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 I don't care who's in power. Your job is to kneecap them and take them down. I don't give a, this isn't patriotism. This is exploiting the, the laziness of the idle rich, period. If you're not on that pathway, you, you're not doing it correctly, period. Here is something that's very disturbing. Now, Klaus Schwab has said that in the fourth industrial revolution, it doesn't change what you are doing, it changes you. Let me say this again, Klaus Schwab, I've played this on my podcast, 
He said before, the fourth industrial revolution doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. What do you think an mRNA vaccine is? An mRNA vaccine is a pacification jab to pacify you, compliant to the empire. Okay? So now, the way in which I became a rebel, an anarchist against the empire, was Upright Citizens Brigade training. And it's ego-destroying because you're forced to do impressions that you're not good at over and over and over again. Someone might say, you know, oh, you're my French barber. Oui, oui. You just are. It just, whatever your scene partner comes, that's with, uh, at you with, that's absolutely true. It's so true that you're going to be, you're going to start organizing your inventory in the cheese shop or in the barber shop or in the, you, you know, you could be a, a time traveling dog from space. Fact. That's true. And you commit to it for a 20 minute scene. You don't bail out of it laughing in the middle of it within three seconds because you're too insecure. This is beaten out of you in improv training when you get to the level of um, performing on the stage. And they, it is kind of like Scientology. You start out at level one, then two, then three. And there is this, even stand-ups, you know, have to go through this ego death. I mean, you could advance quickly if you're adept at it and you're good at characters, but stand-up is totally different because it's all about you. I get to speak. Nobody else does. You have to work well with others in improv. You have, you have a whole troop. You have to work well with others. It's not just your ideas all the time. You have to be able to, someone can't say, oh, you're a French barber. And you say, no, I'm not. My name is this. What? Like Milo Yadinopoulos. <clears throat> Cold Town Theater in Austin. I moved to Austin, Texas because Cold Town Theater really liked me as a stand-up back in 2018. When I shot my specials, I drove from LA to Austin, to New Orleans, to New York City, and I shot 50 shows. I put together conspiracies and dick jokes, fart porn and beer halls, and it's a medical device, right? One of my best shows was at Cold Town in Austin. I moved here to the zip code right next to the theater. I was very dismayed when I saw that the door was closed, but I was looking at their feeds I was, and they were going to open up again soon. I was very much hoping they were going to open down the road. They opened down at Third Street. Um, after the pandemic wiped them out, they're trying to overcorrect this mistake by mandating every single student is vaccinated and all the performers and teachers are vaccinated, mRNA. It doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. It is compliance. You are now compliant to the empire. The only thing that's relevant about SNL was when it aggregates the empire and disturbs the empire and calls out the hypocrisy of the empire. Imagine having so many, so many, such a guilty conscience that instead of admitting to 9-11 was an inside job, instead of admitting that you killed Kennedy, instead of admitting that the Bay and Pigs fiasco was a nightmare, instead of admitting all of your crimes, Iraqi genocide to steal their oil, your crimes that everyone knows, you go, you know what? What if we vaccinate everybody compliant to corruption? Ah, that's what we should do. That's what they've done. 
That's what they've done. Talk to Klaus Schwab. Look at his book, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. Look at his speech at G20 he just made. He's saying he's going to restructure. I don't know who elected Klaus Schwab. He's saying he's going to restructure the entire global economy based on his vision. He said this at G7. He was dressed in a kimono because he went to Malaysia. I guess he left his spacesuit at home. The Upright Citizens Brigade is also uh, reopening soon, and they're doing some online classes. All of their students have to be vaccinated. All of their teachers have to be vaccinated. Now they're dangling a carrot in front of you. Oh, if you're a minority, if you're a disenfranchised, you know, we have to give equity out there. So if you're really disenfranchised, we will give you a scholarship. That is a fast track to be a writer on Saturday Night Live. Wow. So after you get vaccinated, compliant to the empire, we have a writing program that can fast track you, write a scholarship, write to SNL. How much integrity does SNL have right now? Well, Dave Chappelle was just on there. And all of the writers that are libtard retarded um, because they're such bootlickers of Joe Biden. And as they're licking Joe Biden's boots, poo is sliding down that clone's buttocks and they're licking it off his fucking socks. At the G20, Biden was supposed to go to a gala after a 5 p.m. meeting. He went to bed at eight because he was pooping his pants and he couldn't read the teleprompter. Or do you think he had these big note cards he couldn't read them? And then he retired at 8 p.m. begging Asia for money. So because Dave Chappelle was going to say something body. They all, all the writers, well, all the performers performed with him because they understand what a strong performer he is and what a legacy legend he is in America. But the writers, the libtardarati, got out of there because they said, we can't have a guy who's not compliant. <laughs> boo hoo, fucking who. You all should fucking jump in a wood chipper, you useless twats. The writing staff of SNL. Whoever boycotted that is a piece of shit, okay? Let me tell you this. Um, I saw the monologue. My dad called me. He said the monologue was so funny. And I'm going to play a little portion here of the SNL monologue from Dave Chappelle. And it goes like this. Ready? And go. This. Okay. I don't think Kanye is crazy at all. I think he's possibly not well. <laughs> I've been to Hollywood. I want y'all to get mad at me. I'm just telling you. I've been to Hollywood. This is just what I saw. It's a lot of things. Like a lot. <laughs> You know what I mean? There's a lot of black people in Ferguson, Missouri. They didn't even run the place. There's a lot of Jews in Hollywood, but there's a lot of black people in Ferguson, Missouri. Doesn't mean they run the place. This morning, MSNBC wrote headlines that exposed the fact that Dave Chappelle gave 
Lord Michaels and the staff a fake monologue. When they went live, he went on and said this because he's a fucking badass. Okay. He gave them a fake decoy monologue and then he worked in his little shed and, oh, we're live now. Let me give the people the real shit. Motherfucker, motherfucker. That's what happened. All right. And then, you know what MSNBC said? His awful anti-Semitic rant was disgusting. It was so anti-Semitic. What did he say that was bad? Uh, Kanye is crazy. He says Kanye West is kind of crazy, but he can see where he's coming from. He's possibly not with Kanye might not be with it. And then he looks at the audience saying, this is what I really believe. Obviously. I don't want y'all to get mad at me. I'm just telling you, I've been in Hollywood. This is just what I saw. It's a lot of jokes. I don't know what's bad about that. What is bad about that? You go to Brooklyn, there's a lot of juice. I mean, there's certain areas. You go to Chinatown, there's not Chinese people. Who cares? You go to San Francisco, there's a lot of Filipinos. Who cares? I mean, I mean, what is this? MSNBC, crybabies. This anti-Semitic rant? Shut the fuck up. Oh, it's just, to me, it's so disgusting. Is this disgusting to you? I mean, this is just, it's brutal. So you have the whole writing staff of SNL walking off before, because we can't even let this minority have a voice in our house of uh, glass ceilings and glass mirrors and smoke and mirrors because we're a dupe of the empire. Cold Town Theater and UCB closed for two whole years from the pandemic. And they come back requiring vaccination. Now, it's different in New York. I don't know what it is in New York. Governor Abbott put out a uh, order that you cannot uh, cancel anyone's career for non-compliance with vaccination. I know that all the New York firefighters and policemen who were let go for non-compliance of vaccination, not only are they now giving them back pay uh, for unlawfully terminating them for an experimental, an experimental medical intervention, which breaks the Nuremberg codes. Um, so they're back paying everybody and bringing everybody back to work at full salary who left for disobeying the mandate. Okay, this is how afraid of comedy the World Economic Forum is, the, D the DNC and the CIA. They are terrified of comedy because comedy can break culture and, and change culture more than their uh, talking heads on this propaganda telly tube. The Project Mockingbird. Which Project Mockingbird? The CIA owns CNN. The CIA owns the uh, message of MSNBC. The CIA owns the controlled opposition of Fox News largely. And compliance with the CIA's Hegelian dialectic of this right uh, versus left, of red versus blue. If you go outside the projection that it, the allowed discourse, then, um, 
they're dangerous. Oh my God, the peasants might rebel. Comedy is the most powerful thing. So that's why the best character work schools, the where you can learn the science and art of hardcore improv comedy to impersonate the oligarchy, to impersonate. Um, I remember Dana Carvey doing George H.W. Bush. It was hilarious. And it made him, lo- he only served one term because of Dana Carvey on SNL, ripping George Bush, ripping up. Uh, it's just, SNL used to be so fucking powerful. And now they can't lick boots hard enough. You know, it's, and what they don't understand is they're being, they're being led to slaughter by the DNC. Let me tell you how garbage the DNC is. And I've said this before, in 2016, Bernie Sanders won. Look it up. He won the Democratic primary. He won. He beat Hillary Clinton in the primary. They fudged the voting to make it look like Hillary won on the Teletubes. They didn't because, and it came out in a lawsuit. Bernie fired a lawsuit against the DNC and Hillary and Debbie Washerman Schultz for fudging the election. Debbie Washerman Schultz on, uh, in the courtroom said, it's our club. It's a private club. We pick who won and who won is Hillary Rockefeller. I mean, Hillary Clinton. I mean, Hillary Clone. Debbie Washerman Schultz was not put in a wood chipper or, or murdered for treason. What, what happened was she's now a Congress lady in Florida. She may have lost in the midterm, but that won't stop her from thumbing the fucking scale. Comedy is the most important uh, part of the culture in America because we can make fun of someone so ruthlessly that they leave office. That, you know, and the problem with the the Mitch McConnells of the world, the problems with the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, the problem with the Joe Biden's of the world is when, when you're a, a lawmaker for 20, 30, 40 years, when you just are in there and you and, and you went and you are just incumbent, um, you lose touch. All your murals are catered, you have a staff, you just lose touch. You have no idea who you're litigating for, who you're representing at all. You know, our forefathers put us in, put the Capitol in Washington, D.C. The federal government is in Washington, D.C. You know why? The climate is is awful. And they scheduled all the sessions during the swampiest time of the year. So they said, go in the swamp. Thinking that people are going to be, they're going to be bailing. They won't be showing up. Well, the forefathers didn't know about air conditioning. And now those swamp creatures can be nicely comfortable while they litigate and litigate and litigate and litigate a ball of lies, a a, (laughs) a, uh, just a hall of mirrors that have snowballed, just a quagmire of horseshit. Just and and when a comedian almost pokes through, they go, (laughs) we got to splash it, we got to. We will vaccinate everybody to be compliant for you. Thank you for this. Um, anyway, this is uh, this episode has been uh, Cold Town Theater. If you don't stop vaccinating your students and mandating that, you are going to be bankrupt by the first quarter of 2023. This is your last warning. You are out of compliance with the government of Texas.
the government of New York, and those are the only two jurisdictions I've researched for this, but Cold Town Theater and Upright Citizens Brigade stop mandating vaccinations for your students and your teachers, or you will go bankrupt for another time. And I don't care how much fiat money the shadowy DNC or whoever comes through the cracks and gives you the money to restart, you're going out of business because at the end of the day, you need students to sign up for an experimental, experimental medical intervention. This is episode 365 of Highway Diary. Bye, everybody.